0: And welcome to the End Time Prophecy Watch program. We'll be dealing with today, Enoch walk with God, how to walk with God in the end times. We'll do a study of the scriptures of seeing how Enoch walked with God during a time that the proliferation of evil was at such a wicked state where. The world was just doing all types of evil acts before the days of Noah and also was a prelude to the days of Noah, which is kind of similar to the days that we're approaching that we're seeing right now and that we're quickly, fastly approaching the very end of the last days. So we're going to go with the scripture. We're going to start off with Genesis chapter 5. We're going to look at verse 1 through 3, and then we're going to drop down to Genesis chapter 21, verses um, 21 through 24. So it reads, this is the book of the generation of Adam in the day that God created man, and the likeness of God made he him. And male and female created he them and blessed them and called their name Adam and the day when they were created. And Adam lived 130 years and begot a son in his own likeness and after image and called his name Seth. let drop down to verse 21 through 24. And Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begot Methuselah. 300 years and begot sons and daughters and all the days of Enoch were 365 years and Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. So when we look at the scriptures, we're talking about how Enoch, how he really walked with God, even though society were into doing their own thing not walking after the will of God. Men were walking after their own will. Men were satisfying their own flesh. But we see when we start off at verse one, it says, it talks about the generations of Adam and how Adam was made in the image and likeness of God. And he created male and female and he blessed them and he called their name Adam. So it's echite; they were one. Male and female, there were one. They were married together, so they were one. When sin came in and they ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, they were separated from God. They were separated from the presence of God. The two were still one, but it, it was a break not only in fellowship with God, but even between the man and woman, even though they remain married, um, they began to procreate. And Adam began, instead of having children in the image and likeness of God, it says that in verse three, it says when he had Seth, Seth was in the image and likeness after Adam's image. And it was a fallen image. It wasn't the image of God. It wasn't the perfect image. It wasn't God's perfect will for man to fall into sin and to eventually die spiritually and to die naturally. So we see the progressions of the scriptures as we read on. When we start from. From verse five all the way down to around verse twenty twenty one, it talks about this person begot this person, and then they lived and then they died, and then this person begot this person, and they lived and then they died, and it goes on and on and on until we get to verse twenty. This says all the days of Jared was nine hundred and sixty two years, and he died, and Enoch. And it talks about Jared was the father of Enoch. Let's go back up to verse 19. It says, And Jared lived, and after he begot Enoch 800 years, he begot sons and daughters. And all the days of Jared were in 962 years, and he died. And then Enoch had must have had a spiritual experience with God that really transformed his life. Because it states in verse 22, it says, Walked with God after he begot Methuselah. So he begot Methuselah when he was 65 years old. And he begot Methuselah when he was, he walked with God after Methuselah 300 years. So when he was 65, we'll get a little bit into prophetically the name of, of Methuselah's name actually means. So we see that Enoch, he breaks the ranks of walking and the different generations of living and dying. He began to really follow after God wholeheartedly, giving his, his whole entire life and being. Now we can also look at Enoch. Enoch was in the line of the Melchizedek priesthood. Now, that's another study within itself, but Adam was in the first line of Melchizedek. Melchizedek is not like the precarnation of you hear some um, pastors are a, a Christophany or a theophany of Jesus Christ. It's a Melchizedek order. So it was an order of King priest and prophet, because even Adam was a king, priest and prophet. So it passed on from generation to generation. So Enoch fell in that line of being a Melchizedek or Melchizedek or the Melchizedek order of being a king, priest and prophet. And he began to walk after God. So I want to go over to 1 Corinthians Chapter fifteen, verse twenty-two. So we're going to go to First Corinthians, First Corinthians, fifteen, and verse twenty-two, because when we look at Genesis five, all in all in Adam are going to die, but all in Christ will live. So First Corinthians chapter. 15 verse 22 says, for all in Adam, all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. So when you're not walking after the flesh, you're not walking after the first man, Adam, when you begin to walk in that new creation um, that we become joint heirs with Christ and we begin to walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh, We're not going to to die spiritually. Some of us, when we are caught up in the air, some of the saints who've died in the past will be resurrected and will meet him in the air. But there will be some of us that will be just like Enoch would live and be translated and caught up in the air and won't taste death. Because we're not walking after the first man, Adam. We're walking after the second man, which is a spiritual man, which is Yeshua um, Hamashiach, which is Jesus Christ. So I want to go over to Galatians. I'm going to go over to Galatians. And we're going to look at Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. Bear with me, Galatians. We're going to look at Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16. So, Galatians 5 and 16 says, This I say then walk in the Spirit, and ye should not feel or fulfill the lust of the flesh. So I'm going to read it over again. It says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So let's go over to Ecclesiastes 10 and 8. Ecclesiastes 10 and 8. So we have to make sure that we are definitely lining up and walking in the Spirit and giving an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying. And also, too, the Scriptures does say that the Holy Spirit will lead and guide us into some truth? No, into all truth. So it will lead and guide us in all truth. It will lead us to the path of life and righteousness. So when we look at Ecclesiastes 10 and 8, it says, he that diggeth a pit shall fall into it, and whoso breaketh a hedge, a serpent shall bite him. So we know symbolically, even reading into the scriptures, that a serpent can represent demonic powers. So when we look at Ecclesiastes 10 and 8, when we dig a pit, and we fall into it—that's sin—and we break a hedge because, as long as we're walking with God, even Scripture shows in the Old Testament, as long as the children of Israel walk with God, they were victorious over their enemies. The minute that they deviated from the Torah, they deviated from the Word of God. They begin to follow after other gods, idol gods, and all, and begin to sin against Yahweh they fell in a pit and they were defeated by their enemies. They were they were snake bitten. So anytime that we're not walking in the spirit and we begin to walk in the flesh, we're gonna fulfill the lust of the flesh. The serpents or the enemy is able to overcome us when that hedge of protection is broken and we fall in the pit of sin, he's able to conquer us. But when we're walking in the spirit and we're walking in righteousness, then we are more than conquerors. So we have to be mindful of keeping the word of the Lord. So we're gonna go over also to John chapter 12. Or, I'm sorry, John chapter 1, and we're going to look at verse 12. It says, but as many as receive him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So as many people, it's not just to be a member of a church. Or go through the certain things to say, I'm a member, I'm part of a small group. But you want to receive power of the Holy Spirit to become a son of God and to walk in that power and that anointing that he destined for your life. So you you have to keep in mind that you have to walk in the spirit. And when you're walking in the spirit, you're walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. And you're walking in authority because he also made us kings and priests. All right. So. I want to go over to. Hebrews. Chapter 11 and verse 5. We're going to go to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 5. We want to see what exactly this had to say about Enoch. It says, By faith... Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So um, when we look at verse 5, it says that before Enoch was translated, he had a testimony that pleased God. And verse 6, it states, without faith, it's impossible to please God. You must believe, but he is a rewarder to them that diligently seek him. So these last and evil days. Enoch diligently sought after God each and every day. So we should be, when we see the signs of the times, our redemption draw nigh, that we should be diligently seeking him because he is definitely a rewarder to them that diligently seek after him each and every day, each and every minute that he seeks after him. So I want to go over to Jude. We're going to go over to Jude. We're going to look at verse 14 and 15. So Jude And we are. So it says. And Enoch, also the seventh from Adam. Prophesied. Of saying, behold, the Lord cometh with 10,000 of his saints to execute judgment upon all to convince all that are ungodly among them all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches, which the ungodly sinners have spoken against him. So we are we already stated earlier within this teaching that Enoch is part of the Melchizedek order of priest, which he is, Which he was a king, he's a priest, and he's a prophet. So this shows that he was a prophet of God. So we're going to look at Joshua chapter 3 and Joshua chapter 4, but it talks about Joshua is mentioned in. The Old Testament, and it's also mentioned and it's referenced in Second Timothy chapter three verse eight. It's referenced in Second Samuel chapter one verse eighteen. It's referenced in Joshua chapter ten verse thirteen. And then also too, we're going to look at the book of Enoch, which is referenced in. Jude, which we just got through reading, and Second Peter. So we're going to look at Joshua chapter 3. We're going to look at the ministry and life of Enoch and, and what he meant and also why he was so faithful and why God was so pleased with him. So Joshua, book of Joshua chapter 3, and it says, And Enoch lived 65 years and he begot Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God, having begot Methuselah, and he served the Lord and despised the evil ways of men. So he walked with God, but he despised the evil ways of men. And the soul of Enoch was wrapped up in instruction of the Lord and in knowledge and in understanding and wisely retired from the sons of men and secreted himself. From them for many days. So he had a prayer closet. He had a communion with God, that he had a constant communication with God, that he loved to be around God. He loved to be around spiritual things and he disconnected himself from the things of the flesh. Verse 3 And it was an expiration of many years whilst he was serving the Lord and praying before him before his house that the angel of the Lord had called to him from heaven and said, Here am I. And he said, Rise, go from thy house and from the place that thou hide thyself and appear to sons of men in order to thy mayest Teach them the way which they should go and work which they must Accomplish to enter in the ways of God. So we know usually when we look at the angel of the Lord, that is a pre coronation of Jesus Christ. All right. Verse 5 And Enoch rose up according to the word of the Lord and went forth from his house, from his place, and uh, from his chamber in which he was concealed. And he went to the sons of men and taught them the ways of the Lord. And that time assembled the sons of men and acquainted them with the instructions of the Lord. And he ordered it to be proclaimed in all places where the sons of men dwelt, saying, Where is the man who wishes to know the ways of the Lord and good works? Let him come to Enoch. And all the sons of the men assembled to him for all who desired this thing went to Enoch and Enoch reigned over the sons of men according to the word of the Lord. And they came and bowed to him and they heard his words. So Enoch was a prophet, but he also, he was a teacher of the word. And it says, and all the sons of men. Assembled I already read that, excuse me, verse eight. And the spirit of, of God was upon Enoch, and he taught all of his men the wisdom of God and the ways and the sons of Enoch, and they came to hear his wisdom. And all the kings of the sons of men, both first and last together with their princes and judges, came to Enoch when they heard of his wisdom. They bowed down to him, and they also required Enoch to reign over them to which he consented. And they assembled in all 130 kings and princes, and they made Enoch king over them, and they were all under the power and commanded them. And Enoch taught them wisdom and knowledge and the ways of the Lord, and he made peace amongst them. And peace was throughout the earth, during the life of Enoch. And Enoch reigned over the sons of men 230 or 243 years, and he did justice and righteousness in the ways of the Lord. And these are the generations of Enoch, Methuselah, Elisha, Elimelech, three sons, and their sister, Melica and Nehemiah. And Methuselah lived 80 seven years, and begot Limech, and in the fifty sixth year of the life of Lemek, when Adam died, nine hundred and thirty years was he at his death, and his two sons with Enoch and Methuselah were buried with the great pomp and the burial kings of the cave that God told him. And in the place of the sons of men made great mourning and weeping in account of Adam It was therefore becoming a custom among the sons of men to those days. And Adam died because he ate of the tree of knowledge, and he had the children after him, and the Lord had spoken. And it was in the year of Adam's death, which 243rd year of the reign of Enoch, in the time that Enoch resolved to separate himself from the sons of men to secret himself, at the first order to serve the Lord. And Enoch did so, and did not entirely secret himself from them, but kept away from the sons of men three days. And then he wept, or he went to them one day. And during the three days that he was in the chamber, he prayed, and he praised the Lord his God. And the day which he went and appeared to his subjects and taught them the ways of the Lord. He asked him about the Lord and he told them and he did and not in the manner of many years and afterward concealed himself for six days and appeared to the people one day in seven. And after that, once a month and then once a year until all the kings and princes and sons of men sought for him and desired again to see the face of Enoch, to hear his word but they could not. All the sons of men were greatly afraid of Enoch, and they feared to approach him on account of the godlike awe that was seated upon his countenance. Therefore, no man could look at him, fearing he might be punished or die. I'm going to stop there and I'm going to continue to go on. That's almost similar when Moses had went up to Mount Sinai and he was getting the Torah... From the Lord, and when he came down, they had to cover his face because his countenance had been changed because he had been in the very presence of the Lord. And it says, And the day came when Enoch went forth, and he assembled men, and he came to him. And Enoch spake to them words of the Lord, and he taught them wisdom and knowledge. And they bowed down before him. May the king live! May the king live! And sometime after, when the kings and princes and sons were speaking to Enoch, Enoch was teaching them the ways of God. And behold, the angel of the Lord then called unto Enoch from heaven and wished to bring him up to heaven to make him reign over the sons of God as he reigned over the sons of men upon the earth. And when at that time Enoch heard this, he assembled all the inhabitants of the earth And taught them wisdom and knowledge and gave them divine instruction and said to them, I have been required to ascend into heaven. I therefore do not know the day I'm going. And now, um, therefore, I will teach you wisdom and knowledge and will give you instruction before I leave you how to act upon the earth whereby you may live. And he did so. And he taught them wisdom and knowledge and gave them instruction and reproved them and placed them before the statutes and judgments to do upon the earth. And he made peace amongst them and he taught them everlasting life and dwelt with them sometime teaching them all these things. And at the time the sons of men were with Enoch, Enoch was speaking to them and they lifted up their eyes in the likeness of a great horse descended from heaven, and a horse paced in the air. And they told Enoch that they had seen, and Enoch said to them, On my account does a horse descend upon earth, and the time has come when I must go, and from you I should no more be seen by you. And this horse descended at the time and stood before Enoch, and all the sons of men, that were with Enoch saw him, and Enoch then again ordered the voice to proclaim, saying, Where is the son, or where is the man who delighteth to know the ways of the Lord God? Let him come to this, to Enoch, before his taken from us <coughs> Excuse me. And all the sons of the men assembled, And to Enoch, the day that all the kings of the earth and the princes in the day, Enoch taught the sons of men wisdom and knowledge, gave them divine instructions, and bade them to serve the Lord, to walk in the ways all the days of their lives, and to continue to make peace amongst them. And it was after this that he arose and rode upon the horse and went forth, and all the sons of men went after him. And about 800,000 men, they went with him in one day's journey. And the second day, he said to them, return home to your tents. Why will you go? And perhaps you may die. And some of them went from him. And those that remain with him are went. With him a six days journey. And Enoch said to them, Every day return to your tents, lest you die or you may die. But they were not willing to return, and they went with him. And the sixth day, some of the men remained and clung to him. And he said to him, We will go with thee to the place where thou goest, as the Lord liveth, and death only shall separate us. And they urged so much to go with him that he ceased speaking to them, and they went after him, and he would not return. And when the kings returned, they caused the census to be taken in order to know the number remaining of the men that went with Enoch. And it was upon the seventh day that Enoch ascended into heaven in a whirlwind with horses and chariots of fire. This is similar to Elijah when Elijah was was translated. And on the eighth day, all the kings that had been with Enoch sent to bring back the number of men that were Enoch in the place for which he ascended into heaven. And all those kings went to the place they were found on earth and were filled with snow. And upon the snow were large stones of snow. And one of them said to the other, Come, let us break through the snow and see perhaps the men remain with Enoch are dead and are now under the stones of snow and they search but could not find him for he ascended into heaven so I mean it's very powerful how Enoch really walked with God and he was a teacher and prophet of God so we go over to Joshua chapter 4 verse 1 through 7. Let's go over to Joshua chapter 4 verse 1 through 7. It says all the days that Enoch lived up on the earth were 365 years. And Enoch had ascended into heaven and the kings of the earth rose and took Methuselah his son and anointed him and they caused him to reign over them in the place of his father, and Methuselah acted uprightly in the sight of God, as his father Enoch had taught him, and he likewise during the whole of his life taught the sons of men wisdom and knowledge and the fear of God, and he did not turn from the good way either to right or to the left. But after the latter days of Methuselah, the sons of men turned from the Lord, they Corrupted the earth, they rebelled and plundered each other. They rebelled against God, and they transgressed, and they corrupted their way. And they would not hearken to the voice of Methuselah, but rebelled against him. All right? Verse 5, it says, And the Lord was exceedingly wroth against them, and the Lord continued to destroy the seed in those days, so that that there... was neither sowing nor reaping in the earth. For when they sowed the ground in order that they might obtain food for their support, behold, uh thorns and thistles were produced which they did not sow. And still the sons of men did not turn from their evil ways, and their hands were extended to do evil in the sight of God, And they provoked the Lord with their evil ways, and the Lord was wroth and it repented that he had made them. Now, this is a correlation that the Lord had repented that he made them. We're going to quickly go over to Genesis chapter 6, verse 5. But we see how Enoch caused a major revival. And then after he left, it was short-lived when Methuselah took over and then men began to rebel against the word of the Lord. Genesis chapter six, verse five says, and God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. So that lines up when we look at Jasher 4 verse 7 that and we look at Genesis chapter 6 verse 5 it lines up perfectly with that all right we may want to look at I'm going to go over to Luke' I'm going to look at the book of Luke chapter 18 I believe we want to look at verses 7. 9. Luke. So we're going over that. It says, And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them, I tell you that He will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, the Son of Man comes others. So one of the key things we look at the life of Enoch that Jesus mentions that shall he find faith upon the earth? Faith in the Lord. Shall he find faith? That's the main question. What is your faith in? Especially walking in these evil days. Is your faith in your money is your faith in the things that you have materially is your faith in your family is your faith in your pastor or is your faith in yeshua is your faith built is your solid rock built upon on christ or is built upon other things because those things are going to pass away now when we look at the writings of josephus in um, his writings, Josephus Antiquus, Um one three one, and it says they were despisers of all that was good on the account of the confidence that they had in their own strength. So this is is a prelude leading up into the days of Noah, shortly after Enoch's death, and shortly lived they live try to live. Righteously and walk righteously. When Methuselah took over, they begin to be despisers of good and began to continuously walk in their evil ways. So I want to transfer and let's look. One of we already read Jude chapter fourteen, verse fifteen, but this it's going to kind of correlate with it. We're going to look at the book of Enoch. Because Enoch again he was a teacher and he was a prophet. So when we look at first Enoch chapter one, verse eight through nine, it says, But he will give peace to the righteous ones, and he will protect the elect, and a mercy shall be given to them, for all of them belong to God, and they will be blessed. And God would help them, and he will give them peace. Read on. Next verse. And behold, he comes with thousands upon thousands of his holy ones to execute judgment upon all, to destroy all of the evil ones, and he will convict all flesh of all the works of the wickedness which they committed and of all the evil which an ungrateful has spoken against him. So we're reading first Enoch chapter one, verse eight, and nine. This correlates to what Jude is quoting in verse 14 and 15 of his book. So, we look at Enoch, his son Methuselah, because we said Enoch was a prophet, and we see this in the writings of the book of Enoch and what Jude says, but even Methuselah's name is very much prophetic because his name means death and sin. So, it is written in some of the Jewish traditions and all, some of um, the rabbinical writings that when Methuselah, the very day that Methuselah died was the very day that the flood was sent to judge evil, wicked mankind. So this happened after his death. So I want to go ahead and conclude. We want to look at Revelation Chapter 10. I'm going to go over to Revelation. And chapter 10. And we're going to look at verses 10 through 11. And it says, and I took a little book out of the angel's hand and ate it up. And it was in my mouth, sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. And he said unto me, Thou must prophesy again before many people and nations and tongues and kings. So this is almost similar when I believe it was Ezekiel when he ate the roll. This is John on the island of Patmos. And the angel handed him the book and he ate it. When you eat from the word of God, it make taste sweet. But when you begin to digest that thing, it is bitter. But it says that he had to go and prophesy again before many peoples, nations, and tongues. So he had to eat the word to digest the word, to move prophetically. And you have so many people think being prophetic is getting revival meetings. And I know some this pandemic's kind of slow people down to uh, give people personal words and say that they're going to make a lot of money, that they're going to be rich and you get seed offers and all. But the depth of being a prophetic minister is much more... Than that, it's rejection from people. It's denying your flesh. There's other things, communing with God to get a solid word from the Lord. Let's go over to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 13 through 15. Hebrews chapter 12. We're going to look at, we're going to look at verses 13 through 15. It says, and make straight paths for your feet. That's which is lame. Be turned out from the way, but let it rather be healed. Follow peace with all men. Holiness. Without which no man shall see the Lord, looking diligently lest any man fail of uh, the grace of God, that any root of bitterness springing up trouble thereby may be defiled. So holiness without no man is going to see the Lord. Enoch walked with God. He was a holy, sanctified man that he was able to be taken up to heaven. So nobody's going to go to heaven by accident. You're going to have to walk in the spirit. You're going to have to walk in sanctification. You're going to have to walk in holiness. Let's conclude at 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 12 through 13. 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians. Look chapter 3, verse 12 through 13. And the Lord make you increase and abound in love one toward another and toward all men, even as you do toward you. To the end, he may establish your hearts unblameable and holiness before God, even our Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, with all saints. So. In this study. We talked about Enoch. How he walked with God. We have to really be. A model. Just like Enoch. Walk with God in these last and evil days. We're going to have to walk with him. In holiness and righteousness. We can't. Walk after the flesh. But walk after the spirit. We have to be spirit led and not led by the flesh because all that are in Adam, all that walk in the flesh, the first man Adam, are going to die in sin. But all that walk in the second Adam, that walk after the spirit, he's given us power to become sons of God. Um, we have to be able to discern that we're definitely living in. in The last days that we're living in in an evil, wicked generation, that we have to make sure that we stay faithful unto the Lord and to His Word, and not fall into a apostate church, walking after things of the world. Because if we do such things, Second Thessalonians chapter two talks about the apostate church. Will be given over to a strong delusion that you'll receive a lie, the son of perdition, and you'll be led down a road of destruction. So, God bless. This is the Anti Prophecy Watch. Hopefully, you are blessed by this teaching up on today. And we hope to bring many more um, programs, radio programs, and teachings to you that will help equip and edify the saints. God bless you.